Every time, friends. Every single time. Welcome to Athena's Mind, a well-being space for the veterinary community in Ireland and beyond. We talk all things self-development, self-care, mindset and mental health with yours truly, Aoife Smith. I am a qualified vet nurse and psychologist who is passionate about helping you to cultivate a peaceful space inside your head. This is the veterinary mental health revolution you have all been waiting for. Hit that follow button and let's get going. Hello and welcome to another episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm your host, as always, Eva Smith. How are we all doing today? I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're having a stunning day. Today's episode is going to be specifically for the students, but I'm hoping that everyone else can take some golden nuggets from it also because we are doing a massive deep dive and we're going back to basics today. So pop your earphones in, take a deep breath, and let's get into it. So today, the main three topics that we're going to cover for students are communication, setting expectations, and time management. These seemed to be the biggest topics that came up across the board from the polls that I did on on the gram, (laughs) at Athena's Mind Veterinary, by the way. So the polls that I did, and also I left some question boxes open, and of course, my DMs are always on. So come come chat to me for sure. But yeah, let's get into it because I have some really interesting results from the polls and some really beautiful golden nuggets that came from that. So one of the questions that I asked was obviously my main concern. If you haven't noticed, mental health is is my life partner, is my solely, is my boyfriend. And a question surrounding mental health that I had asked was I have a clear sense of well it was more of a statement but I said I have a clear sense of how to take care of my mental health and 82% of you said no which is definitely concerning so that's okay for now that is totally fine this community is only two months old we have the rest of our lives to make amazing changes in terms of that. But I definitely wanted to give you that stat because I think it's really significant and I think it speaks to why I'm here quite loudly, actually. Um, A couple of things that kind of popped up for me in the question boxes and the messages and things, obviously they're always anonymous. So I never mention names um, when I discuss messages or comments that I receive whatsoever and I never will mention a name um I will always come and speak with you directly first before uh mentioning your name or identifying you in any way um so I just thought that I would put that out there too just in case anyone is a little bit hesitant to get involved in my Instagram polls and get involved in speaking with me or anything you will always stay anonymous until I, until you say otherwise. I don't, or I can't think of an example of where I would ever need to share somebody's name. But yeah, um, you have full autonomy with that. I would never, I don't name drop without permission. So just in case you've kind of seen my polls on the gram and you'd kind of like to get involved, but 
you're worried about, you know, me sort of exposing your answers or exposing your name. Um, I, I never will. It's no, no, <laughs> that's a big no, no. That's my, that's a pet peeve of mine. So that, that'll never happen. But yeah, so another question that I asked was, or another statement I suppose that I put was, I have a solid sense of what is expected of me as a, vet, a veterinary student. And 77% of you said no, which was really interesting. 85% of you did say that you enjoy being a veterinary student. So that's kind of lovely. But I'm wondering if we can get that stat a little bit higher than 85%, because there's still 15% of you who aren't happy at the moment. So that was something to look at as well, for sure. So some of the messages that I had received in general, the kind of general themes that cropped up were um, mainly surrounding placement and what would make placement easier. I did ask what would make being a veterinary student easier, but a lot of you focused on placement when that question was asked as well, which I thought was really interesting. So the main kind of worries were that you were going to be perceived as silly or stupid or a bit of a hindrance or a burden on the team that you were on placement with. Um, and another huge worry for a lot of you was what you were expected to know while you were on placement, which I also thought was really interesting. So they were two really common themes. What one particular one was so gorgeous. Somebody said that they were worried that they wouldn't get a placement that they actually wanted due to COVID-19. And while I saw the worry as so valid, so very valid, there was something really, really beautiful underlying in that worry or, or kind of sitting underneath the surface of that worry that jumped out at me immediately. And that was that that person had a sense of what they wanted and they wanted to go for what they wanted, which was really nice to know. So even though it was a worry underneath, it was because they wanted a particular placement, had their sights set on it, and they were worried that they wouldn't get it. But that clear sense of knowing what you want and that really clear sense of, I'm yeah, I'm going to go out and get that particular placement. I just thought that was really cool and worth the mention. Um, and I don't know if that person realized that that was sitting underneath their worry, but that's what I took from it. And I think that's really cool that they were able to identify what they wanted and say, I want that. I hope COVID doesn't, doesn't mess that up for me because I have plans <laughs> and I just thought it was super cool. It was a super cool um, little glimpse that I was um, honoured to see. So all that being said, let's talk about communication because a lot of people were really anxious about placement from what I could tell uh, between messages and the polls and things like that. And one of the main things that can really reduce our anxiety in a new workplace is communication. Communication is everything. It's so key. And there's a lot of little skills that we can use throughout the workday in our communication in order to get the most out of the day and lessen our anxiety. So I've put together a whole heap of little things that I like to do in relation to communication, in relation to 
setting expectations and also in relation to time management. So I'm gonna run through all of those with you. And if something resonates with you, well then aren't you laughing? Because you're gonna go into placement with at least one more little skill that is gonna help you to get through it. Placement is really stressful. I went on placement for the first time at 19 years of age. It was a stressful time. If I could sit my younger self down, this is everything that I would tell her. So get your journal out, pop your headphones in, grab a pen because we are, we're getting into it today, friends. So let's talk about communication then. So, okay, let me just set the scene. <laughs> let's set the scene, right? So it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone's had their lunch. You may have eaten a bit too much and you're kind of in a food coma. You're bopping about the place you have clients in the waiting room, you have, um, maybe somebody has a late surgery or something, like an afternoon surgery, goodness gracious me, praying wholeheartedly for you if that was you today. Um, and so as a student, obviously, you're kind of, it's a, it's a performative role. It's such a performative role because you get to work in a vet practice, which is amazing you get to meet new colleagues, maybe make some new friends, you get to know like clients quite well, you might get to see regular patients and kind of have a little bond with those patients. I adopted one of my patients, um, shout out to him, favourite soul ever. Um, so there's all of these lovely kind of nuances that happen, but your role is ultimately performative because your grade depends on it. And so sometimes communication can be hard because your grade depends on it. It's not as if you are, you know, hired by the vet practice and you're all being paid the same and you're all there on the same level for the same reason. In a student's case, it's completely performative and it's exhausting, totally exhausting. So three o'clock in the afternoon, practice is mad, waiting room's mad, there's a late surgery, and it's you and the team. You're starting to get a little bit tired. People are yelling instructions at you. You don't really know the place very well. You don't know where such and such a piece of equipment is and you're all stressed, right? Just that's the scene, okay? Let's not, you know, actually get stressed in this moment. Like this is just me hypothetically telling a story. I'm right there with you, right? So when somebody gives you instructions, here's a trick paraphrase what they've just said and hand it back to them so somebody says okay I want you to go into such and such a room and bring me this particular item and then you will say okay let me just give you an example because then it's just going to get complicated can you please go into the prep room and get me a roll of vet wrap and you will say okay, great. So I'm going to go into the prep room and grab you a roll of vet wrap. And they say, yes. This does two things. It solidifies what's going on. So it makes you make sure that both parties involved know exactly what's happening. They've asked you to go do something. You have confirmed that you're going to do it. So everyone knows what's happening, but you've also confirmed that you've understood what's going on. And so therefore you've also reassured them that you understand what's going on. 
so everyone is on the same page. If you don't paraphrase, sometimes facts can kind of just go over your head as well. So by you paraphrasing, you're giving yourself the chance to process what this person has just said out loud. So they have said, can you please go into the prep room and get me some vet wrap? You think to yourself, okay, out loud, I am going into the prep room and I'm going to get some vet wrap. Therefore, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. You haven't left any details out, especially in situations where somebody can ask you for maybe a couple of items. Maybe there's like somebody needs a kidney dish full of little bits and pieces for a blood sample or something um, randomly out of nowhere. Somebody goes here, somebody prep me there for a blood sample and you grab your kidney dish and you start doing your little run around the prep room, grabbing all your bits and bobs. If somebody is yelling different instructions at you at the same time, it's hard, it's hard to remember them all. Something is surely going to go over your head because you're only learning, right? So if you repeat back to the, this person exactly what they want you to do, just paraphrase it so that it's really concise, but you're reiterating exactly what they just said. And then here's a lovely part of this. If you paraphrase it, you give it back to them and they say, no, actually, that's not what I want at all. Well, then didn't you save yourself some time running about the place trying to find stuff? Because you've already given it back to them. You've already attempted to confirm that that's definitely what they want. And they've said no. So you're like, great, Brill. How else would you like to approach this? What else can I do for you? You know, paraphrasing. Amazing. One of my favorite things. My second tip with this one kind of links to paraphrasing a little bit. But one of my favorite things to do is to clarify things. I don't know how many times a day I will use the phrase just to clarify. Honestly, if I was to take a shot every time I said just to clarify, I would definitely be drunk by the end of the day. <laughs> I fully clarify everything. A way of doing this as well, instead of just saying just to clarify, or instead of saying just to clarify, you could always say, so what you're saying is this. Or can you confirm that what you're saying is this? And that person will say, yeah, that's it. Or they'll say, no, I meant that. So in that case, you know exactly what they meant. You both know that you both understand what's going on. And if that's not what they meant, they'll be able to tell you then. And they'll be able to elaborate further so that you understand. And again, your time is not wasted rushing around, trying to find something or trying to find someone to help you. Let's face it, we've all been in that position where an unapproachable person has given you an instruction. You, Your stomach does a flip because you don't know what they're talking about. But because they're unapproachable, you don't feel comfortable to ask them. So you do a little run around to see if you can find the most approachable person who you know will help you. And then eventually you go back and you give this person, now, let's cut all of that out. No matter who the person is, just to clarify, can you confirm that you meant this? And they will say no, if that's not what they meant. And then you don't have to waste your time madly panicking because it's not fun. It isn't fun. I have been in scopes where animals have been sedated, sedated. Yes, I like really had to think about that there for a second. Whoa, it's been a while. <laughs> I was like, is sedated a word? 
please tell me I'm not the only person who will say a word and go, is that a word? Definitely a word. Um, yeah, I've been in scopes where someone's gone, can you just get me this? And my stomach has done a flip because I've gone, oh my God, I don't know where that is. Thankfully, I knew what it was, but could I tell them where it was? Absolutely not. And I'd, I'd have to run and find a more approachable person to say, oh God, this person wants this particular piece of equipment. I don't know where it is. Whereas if I'd have turned around and said, just to clarify, is this what you meant? Or just to clarify, whereabouts would I find that? Or just to clarify, would I be right in saying that this is, this is the way you would like this done? <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd turned around and been able to say that, then I wouldn't have had to run about the stables looking for the most approachable Aka in the world. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. Um, I'm not going to name her, but if you know it's you, big shout out to you. It's been a, it's been a long time, but hello, I definitely remember your help for sure. So clarifying things is honestly so valuable, and it's so simple, but it's so valuable. Another trick when times are really busy and really crazy, people get stressed. People talk really fast. Sometimes people shout instructions. Is it appropriate to shout? Absolutely not, but people do it. So let's definitely just acknowledge that that happens. It happens. People shout instructions or people might sternly or rudely give you instructions or snap, snap at you with instructions. If you, regardless of what's happening, speak a bit slower than you would normally speak, that actually slows. That will allow your nervous system to just take a breath. It'll allow you to think about what you're saying. It'll allow you to think about what you're taking in. And also, believe it or not, if you speak slower, you'll sound more confident. And you're more likely to be listened to. And there is more likely, it's more likely that your space will be respected if you sound confident. That's just the way that it is. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. So if people are chucking instructions at you, and you haven't a clue what's happening, take a breath and speak slowly. No matter who is yelling, no matter who is talking quickly, loudly, abruptly, aggressively, if you in yourself just take a second, a split second, a nanosecond to slow yourself down and slow your speech down, do not match the other person's tone. So don't match the abruptness. Do not match the aggressiveness, whatever way, the agitation, the irritation, whatever that is, leave that with them. Slow yourself down, slow your speech down. It helps so much. And it helps you to really take in the situation and just take a second to be present. And then when you're present, you can concentrate better. When you're present, you're more likely to gain an understanding of what's going on and you're more likely to be able to take control of your space and the space that you're, you're taking up. Another tip I have, coming in at you with the tips today, never ever be afraid to revert back or check in with anybody. So if you're in the middle of something and it's going well, somebody walks past, oh, hey, do you want to throw an eye on this? Just you know, just in case, like, have a little look at this. Is this going okay? 
or maybe a particular patient gets out of surgery and you're doing their post-op care um, and it's directly after surgery so you're kind of doing a little run around you're getting them comfortable you're setting them up and uh, maybe it's an ICU maybe it's on a ward and you're doing you're doing your bits and pieces and then the vet has has gone off to another something something another patient or something never be afraid to revert back and say oh that patient they're doing really well now or like oh you know um they're all settled just so you know so they've they've gone to sleep for a while or it just means that everyone's communication is so open you know exactly what's going on then you know that you know you've given the vet a little heads up about what's going on with their patient or their case maybe you mention it to another nurse oh I am you know, I've just done this and now the patient is asleep and they're all settled and that's perfect. I'll come back to them later at such and such a time because they're due whatever medication it is. Just keep your med- your medication, I was going to say, keep your communication, keep your medication open. That's hilarious. Keep your communication open. Never be afraid to revert back to anybody about anything that has previously happened, about any procedure. You know, say, say, state the obvious just state the obvious oh I'm after doing that that bandage love a bandage me I'm after doing that bandage or oh I've just gone and flushed that IV went really well and the patient's grand because then if it's a case that something is going a little bit wrong with a patient at, at some point or anything happens going forward you've already said to somebody oh I flushed that IV and then that person knows oh she flushed that IV so then you know it just me it just means that everything is open it just means everything is left open everyone knows what's going on and everybody knows what you've done and what you've contributed and what your role was everything is just clear and open because if things go wrong then you know somebody has to come and find you and ask you about what you've done be so open about what you're doing all the time talk out loud talk out loud all the time that's a huge big tip for your oskies as well so why not get into the habit of doing that on placement you know doing I don't know a surgical prep or something talk out loud while you do it just be like oh I'm gonna go and do this now or oh, just, you know, I've just done this. And you can you can be really casual about it. You don't have to sound like a robot, you know. Um, You don't have to sound like you're on autopilot. Do it in a really casual, chatty way. And it just means that everyone's clear on what you're up to. And there's no kind of room for miscommunication or communication discrepancies. And the patient is safe. You got this. It's just, it's a super handy handy skill to have if you can revert back and be really open about anything that you've done with a patient here's like a major golden nugget like a major golden nugget this is about to change your world friends ask for feedback on your communication I'm gonna say that again ask for feedback on your communication so Obviously, you're going to be asking for feedback anyway on your general skills, right? That's kind of the bread and butter of placement. You go to placement, you do work, you say, how did I do? And then you get a grade. Like, that's kind of how it works. But ask for your ask for feedback on your communication. So how well do you think I communicate? Or what kind of feedback would you give me in relation to my communication? 
because do you know what that does that makes the person think about how you guys interact and it makes the person stop and think okay do I understand this person regularly is there anything that we should be talking more about it just opens the space for improved communication by default and it's one of my favorite things to do Another thing that kind of links in with this a little bit is asking open questions as much as possible. So for example, you're in a particular surgery, right? And it's an emergency. And so you're kind of doing a little bit of running around, right? And you're grabbing equipment or you're scrubbing in, you're doing, you're doing what you need to do um, regardless of your role in the practice you're doing what you need to do within this emergency and somebody asks you for something or something is happening and you're not really sure sort of I I remember myself being a student on placement and sometimes in emergency situations everyone is just go 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 and because you're new you don't necessarily fit into the flow of of the team in an emergency because the team are already used to each other they're already used to how each other works and so you're just kind of like a spare part so if you say do you want me to do this do you want me to do x all that the team member can answer is yes or no whereas if you turn to them and say how would you like me to assist what would you like me to do how can i be of help to you how can i support you that leaves room for elaboration. So that allows them to elaborate in the moment, might be quickly. Yes, the instructions might be a little bit, you know, they might come from a place of irritation, but at least you're gonna get an answer better than yes or no. It means that you're gonna get an answer on what exactly they want you to do at that very moment in time. It's almost foolproof. I can't really think of a time when I haven't done that, that somebody has just kind of, not answered now somebody might not answer you actually I didn't think of that somebody might not answer you but you know what if if they don't answer you at least you asked at least you asked or ask someone else or take a second take a breath look at the situation in front of you think about it logically but let's not overthink it friends think about it logically and say right okay what needs to be done here what do I think I can contribute to this even if it's just keeping something clean even if you've spotted it at the corner of of your eye that they are low in a particular I don't know drug or piece of equipment that they might need or a piece of um, bandage equipment or something like that that they might need even if you spot like the vet wrap is nearly empty go and get it go and get the vet wrap if you if they need more cannulas if they need more syringes you know even if you spot that they're low and you know they're going to need them go get them you know but it just means that open questions get you more answers than just a yes or no and you're left in the dark not having a notion what this person wants because let's all face it we can't read minds we just can't I was about to say I wish we could, but strike that completely. I definitely don't want to read anybody else's mind. Could you imagine the volume? (laughs) Absolutely not. So yeah, open questions. They're a godsend. They really are, especially in crazy busy situations 
what would you like me to do? How would you like me to support you? What can I do to support you? It just avoids somebody just being snappy and saying yes or no. And then you're left going, well, what would you like me to do then? It just means they have to elaborate for you, even if it's quick, even if it's concise, even if it's a bit cranky, you will survive because you're going to get a longer answer than yes or no. And you're going to you're going to be given something to work with, at least. I hope that makes sense. The next thing is be concise, but own what you're saying. So be as concise as you can and be clear. You don't have to go into like big rigmaroles or spiels. Sometimes when we get nervous, we kind of <laughs> talk for longer than we should, if that makes sense. Or sorry, talk for longer than we need to. So if it means just pausing for a moment, taking a breath and just saying, okay, this is what I'm saying. See, can you say what you want to say in one sentence? Practice doing it. Practice doing it on each other. If you have a placement friend, you know, sometimes you go on placement and you're with other students, which is kind of nice. You have a buddy. Practice on each other. Why not? And it's kind of a bit of crack too. You can kind of turn it into a game if you're not busy. <laughs> um, when are you not busy, says you. I know, I know. That's why I'm here. Um, but yeah, see if you can practice being as concise as you can. See if you can say exactly what you want to say in one sentence that's perfectly clear. It'll just help you along the way and it'll kind of help you to not get caught up in sort of a nervous, faffy energy where you're kind of going in circles about what you're saying and you're apologetic and um, you're using minimizing words like just and, you know, it just means that you can take up your space. Be concise and own it. Um, Mary from Mary's Cup of Tea actually has an amazing podcast that she just released, I think in the last couple of days, possibly last week. I'll link it in the show notes because it's actually all about improving communication skills. And some of her points are really amazing. Um, one of my points overlaps with hers, but other than that, she actually has completely different points. So I would 110% go listen to her. She's amazing. I'll link it in the show notes anyway, but she's Mary's cup of tea on Instagram. She's kind of a body positivity Instagrammer and she talks about mindset a lot and she is a coach. So she's really cool. Um, okay, so the last one with communication is if you're unsure, I kind of touched on this earlier, but if somebody is extra unapproachable, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it before. It's happened to me. If somebody is extra unapproachable and you're a little bit stuck for something, you know, you might not be able to find something or you're a bit unclear as to what you're to do with a certain situation. Involve another colleague if needs be. You can do that in a really polite way without undermining the original person you've asked. You can always say to another colleague, oh, here, I'm sorry. I'm just not clear on this. Would you mind going through this again? Or you know, just own that. Act confident and no one will question you. Sarah's day always says that. I'll, I'll link her in the show notes as well. You might already know Sarah. I've been following her for a few years now and she's so cool. Um, But she always says, act confident and no one will question you. And she is so right. She's so right. So how are we all doing? Take a breath. <laughs> bask in the tips 
So the next thing we're going to talk about is managing expectations. So a lot of you were concerned about what you're expected to know or what's expected of you as a veterinary student or what's expected of you on placement. That was kind of the main, you know, they were, they were the main things that came up. So you're kind of thinking to yourself, like you're sit, you're sitting there and you're getting ready to go on placement and it's Sunday night and you start placement on the Monday morning and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, and there's books and notes all over your bed and you're like, what am I supposed to know for the morning? What is expected of me? Here's a wild idea, groundbreaking idea. Ask them what's expected of you. There's absolutely nothing stopping you going into your placement the next day and you know spending the morning just kind of getting getting a little flow and then finding the right moment in the day to have a conversation about what is expected of you you know you can be open you can ask if there's anything in particular that will serve you well within that particular practice you can get to know the team you know, ask, does anybody have a favorite case type? You know, what's everyone's favorite case type? What's the most common case type that you would see? Does anybody have favorite patients? Do we have regular patients that I need to know about? Maybe there's a pug with breathing difficulties that comes in really regularly. So, you know, who is that patient? What's their name? What's the client like? Get to know the regulars, you know, because you're going to see a lot of them over the next couple of weeks, like while you work there. Um, are there any clients who, you know, regularly call us about things? Is there anyone on the phone that I should keep an ear out for? Anybody important? Anybody that I need to know about in that in that regard? Um, this is a really particularly important one for the veterinary nurse students, but check whether or not any of the vets have a favorite way of doing things because every vet has their own little nuances and ways that they work so ask the other nurses you know if you're in a surgery with a particular vet ask the nurses right what way does this person like this to be laid out or what way does which kit is this person's favorite because sometimes they have favorite kits too and if you know that then you're able to pull it so get to know everyone's little nuances. Ask, be really open. What's your, what, what are your favorite ways of doing things? Because everyone does. We all have our little nuances. We all have our little quirks. And the sooner you get to know them as a nurse, the quicker you're going to be able to set up a surgery or set up a, I don't know, wound prep or something. It just makes your life so much easier if you're open and ask about it you know, and you can take note of everyone's little quirks as you go along so that eventually you get to know, well, this vet prefers this particular kit. And when we're doing surgeries, this is the usual order that this person wants to do them in. You get to know everyone's little, little nuances. It just makes your life 10 times easier. So be really open about on your first day or within your first couple of days about clarifying what exactly is expected of you within that particular practice. Obviously, you need to go in with your knowledge that you've learned in university. We all need to do that. You know, we hit the books and then we go to placement. That's kind of how it goes. So obviously you need to be knowledgeable in the areas um, that you're seeing, you know, in the particular uh, knowledge areas. What am I trying to say? 
<laughs> the particular cases that are coming in, you're going to need to be knowledgeable on them, is what I was trying to say. It's been a long week, friends. Oh my God, I can't even tell you. So obviously you need to know things like that's a given, but why not be open about clarifying expectations as well and what's expected of you? Here's another wild idea, <laughs> another groundbreaker. What are your expectations from the practice that you're going to? What do you want to get out of it? What do you want to get out of placement? Are there any kind of weaknesses you feel you have that you want to improve on? Are you thinking that you're really good at something and so you want to learn more about it to see if you want to specialize in that area going forward? I remember I loved um I loved x-ray so much at one point. When I think about that now I'm like wow that was such a long time ago but I did I really liked x-ray at one point. So I spent an extra week I think it was just an x-ray for the week and it was great crack. So what are your expectations from your placement? You, this is not something that you necessarily have to tell the practice about, but this is more for you to really gain a sense of what you want from the placement instead of just blindly going in and working there for six weeks or eight weeks or whatever. It just means that you have a really clear sense in your head of what you want from it because it is your time. That's your time. You're there for you. You're there to learn. You are paying for this course. Sometimes it seems like it's the other way around and that you work for the practice, but that's actually not the case whatsoever. Do you have to get involved while you're there? Absolutely. Is it ethical to take really good care of your patients? Let's not get this twisted. It is. Absolutely. But you are, at the end of the day, paying for your course and you are there for you. So what do you want out of it? Take a few minutes to grab your journal and write down exactly what you want from your placement and then write down how you think you can get all of those things. So you want to learn more about, I don't know, x-ray. Taking my last example, you want to learn more about x-ray. Why not, you know, a couple of weeks in, be like, oh, hey, I actually really love x-ray. Does anyone mind kind of showing me a little bit more on that? Or, you know, get get what you want out of it as well as doing them a favor by working hard you're also not paid so let's definitely get you the best experience possible the next couple of things I want to talk about or the next thing I want to talk about is time management um this seems to be a concern from the polls for sure um so let's talk about how you can best manage your time while on placement. The first thing I'm going to say that's so important, take time over the weekend. I usually do mine on Sundays, but I was a bit ahead of myself and I did mine on Friday this week because I was a little stressed and I needed to just get myself together. So do your schedule for the week. I'm going to put mine on my stories actually, um, just to show you what mine looks like. Do your schedule for the week, just so that you can give yourself a heads up. You can see your, your whole week in front of you. I usually kind of do mine in a, a table format and I'll color it in just to make it kind of nice and neat. Some people don't like doing that because it's too stationary for them. So if that's not for you, that's totally okay too. 
Remember to include white space in there for doing nothing. For doing nothing. <laughs> include your space to grab a cup of tea. Or, you know, sure look, scroll on Instagram for a few minutes as well if you want to within your white space. Come visit me on my page. It just means that you can see your week ahead of you and you're not kind of tied down with thinking about everything that's coming up. It's already on paper and it's there for you. Also be really firm with your time boundaries. If you know that you're doing a really long shift and you want to relax the next day and you have the day off, but a friend wants to see you, real friends will wait for you to get done with your adventures. They'll wait for you to finish things that are really important to you. Placement is really important to you. It's part of your career. This is what you want to do. It's a really exciting time for you, for the most part, hopefully. <laughs> so a, a real friend will say, okay, cool. She's on placement. That's all right. My friends were so, so good about placement because they knew. They knew I was busy. They knew it was tiring and they knew it was really tough. And we're still friends, thankfully. Okay, so next one, really important. Sounds really silly, but it's so important. Please go to bed early. I'm talking like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock latest. I don't lie. I like, please go to bed early. And also leave your phone outside the room. I usually leave mine in the other room and I'll set my alarm in the other room so that when it goes off, I hear it and I have to get up and go get it. It bed at 9 p.m. It will change your life. <laughs> I promise it literally will change your life. It's amazing. The next one is plan your meals. So even if you don't meal prep, just have some sort of idea of what you're going to have roughly for your brekkie, your lunch and your dinner. It just means that you don't have you don't have to waste energy deciding what you're going to going to have. A thing I like to do as well is I will leave a little bowl and a spoon and a mug out for myself the night before and I'll leave them beside the kettle so that I can just make tea straight away and I can whack cereal in the bowl immediately and I don't have to think about it because they're already there. And I don't have to think, okay, what am I going to have for brekkie? I'll be able to say, okay, well, we're going to start with cereal and tea and then we'll see how we go. Sometimes I'll leave a plate out and then sometimes I'll like leave my little avocado ready for me in the fridge. Smash avo and toast is just my life. But it just means that you don't have to waste energy really thinking about what you're going to eat. You can use your energy for other things. If it ever all gets too much, remind yourself of your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you going to placement? What is it for? What's the ultimate goal and what do you want? Because so many of us get caught up in the day-to-day -day and the rushing around that we forget why we're rushing. We forget why we're working hard. We forget why we're doing things. Remind yourself of your why always and congratulate yourself for your why as well. You're doing amazing. You are doing an amazing job. I can't stress that enough. You're doing an amazing job. You are caring for animals. 
that's beautiful. You're doing such a good job and I'm so proud of you. Also, always evaluate how your schedule went. So the next week, you know, the next time you're doing up your schedule, evaluate how it went for you. So think about, okay, what worked last week or what did I need more time for? What did I, what could I, you know, cut down on? Where did I have too much time for a particular thing? Always evaluate, always check back in with yourself. Ask yourself how things went and ask yourself why you do things. It's so important. So that being said, please go out onto placement and have the best time that you can have. Take care of your mental health by taking care of all three things that we've just talked about. Communication, setting your expectations and time management. If you have those three things down, your stress levels, I promise you, will decrease tenfold. You got this. I'm so proud of you. Go and do your thing. Go and be amazing. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast. As always, we're on Instagram at Athena's Mind. So come say hi and I'll see you next week.